Hello, everyone. My name is Simone. And I'm Nafis. And this is I Was Thinking. And we're back. Um, not as cheery as we usually are. Just gonna point that out, especially if you listen to our last episode. Um, a lot is going on into the world. So we're just here to give updates. We had plans to do things, but neither of us are in the mood. Okay. Yeah. We had planned to record for our third year anniversary, which is on November 11th. Uh, will we record for that still? I am not sure, but right now we're just not, <sighs> we can't fake it. I can't fake it. Doesn't it doesn't feel appropriate. It doesn't yeah. feel appropriate. I feel like it'd be insensitive. It's not really time to like be gleeful and laugh, even though people say like, I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't feel like it is. I really don't. I feel like that's part of the suppression and just like the dystopian feeling of like nothing's happening of the like, if you are fans of Avatar The Last Airbender, when Judy would tell us there is no war in bossing say. Oh. That's what I feel like right now. Oh that's goodness. what I've been feeling like. This is why Avatar is the greatest, the absolute greatest. And no one can hands down beat Avatar. Like every single theme that you could possibly go into, it addresses. You are absolutely right. This is like bossing say all over again. Yeah. And if we say too much, I'm just waiting for the Dali to take us to Lake Lao Guy. Oh my God. But yeah, I put it in our description for like, if you want the kids to learn your morals or just to get a start to learn Please about like world the last airbender event. yeah please watch it yeah they better not take it from streaming sites either as soon as we say that as well i hope not because you know how they do yeah but if they're gonna do that they might as well pull the hunger games too because that's literally based off of this very true i mean it's not based off of this conflict but i mean the premise is the same i know what you mean but still people have been using it as comparison so yeah very true so it's like which is funny and hypocritical because it's fine if the main protagonist is a white female but god forbid people actually stand up for themselves because you want to know something else not really related to well i don't know if it's related to what's happening in israel and palestine um what happened in maine one of the problems we forgot to talk about last time about how america has a lot of its own problems that's yeah. why it's hard for a lot of us to focus on mm -hmm outside problems of this country you know what i'm talking about right yeah the the main massacre yeah the mass shooting that happened over in may and guess what he's still on the loose they have not caught that guy um i think they reported him dead like a day Did, though when because as far as i know he was still on the loose he was on the loose but then i guess they found a reports that he committed suicide or something Oh, let me look that up real quick because I am in the dark. When I checked yesterday, it said that he was still on the loose. Yeah. Yesterday, as of October 27th, we are recording this on October 28th. Okay. Yeah. I, oh, wow. Okay. I see it. Not even 14 minutes ago that they announced him dead. Mm -hmm. <sighs> did he kill himself or did they kill him? Read the article. I'm asking. That's why. So I don't have to read. All right, class, let's all read together. A multi-state, multi-day manhunt came to an end last night when the man accused of killing 18 people in mass shooting Wednesday was found dead in Lisbon Falls, Maine. Massive search had been underway for Robert Card, who was 40 years old since the shootings at a bar and bowling alley in Lewiston, Maine. I apologize if I mispronounced that. Victims range from 14 to 76 years old. Jesus. Father and his 14-year-old so son and married couple in their 70s who had 
been at a youth night at the Just In Time Recreation Bowling Alley. Four members, not the deaf community. Four members of the deaf community were also killed at the, oh, I cannot pronounce this bar's name. Shimengi's? Shimengi's Bar and Grill, where a cornhole tournament was taking place. I must have missed the news conference because it said it was happening at 10. Sorry, guys, I stopped. I'm trying to like read this to see what I should read out loud. I didn't give you much information. That was all the information. Do I need to find a different article? Probably. Because when I read an article, it had to do with like suicide note and all. Wait, hold on. Let me see if I can find one for you. Okay, hang on. I'm on CNN right now. This was just updated not even 10 minutes ago. This was the deadliest mass shooting this year mm-hmm. since the. I cannot pronounce that school, but that school down in Texas that happened last year. Yeah. With more children. But then again, I've been saying this. I don't know if I said it on the podcast, like ever since Sandy Hook that happened in 2012, that's when I kind of figured the way this country was going to go as far as the gun control, especially when the victims were white babies. Mm -hmm. So and I was like, when did that happen for me? I had been between the ages of. Either 14 and 15, I believe, because in that same year, Trayvon Martin happened at the beginning of the year. So Trayvon Martin happened in February of 2012. And that's when I kind of woke up to how I'm looked at in this country. And then Sandy Hook happened in December of 2012. So I really think those two events really not only shaped up how things started turning in the 21st century, but mm-hmm. just how things have always been. Yeah. So they found his body in one place and like his actual note addressed to his son somewhere else. Do we even know a motive for this? You know, I don't. (sighs) No, we don't. We don't know a motive, actually. I'm glad you brought that up because one, he was on the run and two, he shot himself, allegedly, um, before we could find out anything. I got to start putting trigger warnings for this. But you know what, though? The whole coverage of this whole, like, the coverage for this was just so weird. You know what I mean? I promise you, if he was black or brown, he wouldn't have even had a chance to escape or even be gone for that long and then had a chance. Oh, America would have been different. America would have been different a few days later. Out of all the times when the shooters be a black or brown person, instant. Mm-hmm. Man, but it's just so unfortunate, though, like... He went to a bowling alley. This is why we need to do better with our gun gun control situation. We're we're not going to. <sighs> Biggest issue here is the gun. That needs to resolve. I mean, that's just one of them. One of many that's issues. Just one. Yeah, but anyway, I'm so sorry for these victims' families. Yeah. <sighs> and it's worse because they didn't know. Like they were. That's what I mean. It's so terrifying of just going outside nowadays because you just never know. You just never know. But it's like, what do you even say to the, you know, the victims' families at this point? It's like, you can say I'm sorry for your loss, but that's not going to do anything. I don't know. I'm I'm really getting tired of the initiative of thoughts and prayers also, because that's what I've been feeling about the whole Israel and Palestine thing. It's like, it's just, it makes me sad and angry and like all these emotions to where the only thing I can say is just thoughts and prayers. Yeah. But yeah, so that is what happened. And they finally found the guy. So I really hope the victim, the the victims' families, um, 
get the answers that they need so that way they can have some sort of closure. There is no happy ending to situations like this, unfortunately, but some answers is better than no answers, you know? Yeah, I'm not holding that against them. I, I don't I don't think they will unless he wrote something in that note explaining why he did yeah. that. But it's just, again, more trauma. Mm-hmm. All right. So update on more trauma of what's happening down in Gaza. Um, on Speaking of October 27th is when they decided to completely black out the area of Gaza. So like they destroyed their last communication, like tower for signal and all that. So they were in a complete darkness last night. Mm-hmm. And that's when they did most of their attacks. So, I mean, as I'm going through my Twitter and stuff now, trying to get some type of updates, it was just really haunting last night. Yeah. I came across a video of them in the dark where they use this one place, I guess, where, you know, um, for the Muslim country where they'll, and now like broadcast when it's time for prayer and say yeah. the prayer. Mm-hmm. And one of them was basically, they got up there just like trying to let them know what's happening. Also screaming for help. And you can also hear not only the bombs, but just the screaming of people while he's on trying that to, system. Yeah. <sighs> I will not cry again. I'm just, I just don't know how people can see this and just not I still question still to deny that it's a genocide. Mm-hmm can see all of this and then ask if the death count is real you know it's like you've been bombarding this place like like back to back and then when you see a really high number you're just like is that real yes it's real we all know this is not about the hostages anymore it's not it has not been about the hostages for a long time um yeah but the world sees that now so well yeah they should have saw it earlier though because there was also reports coming out um I think either Friday or Sunday where they were going to release them and they denied the hostages. I think they were trying to negotiate if they can either give them fuel and one other thing that release the hostages. And they said no. So if you really cared about the hostages, you would have taken that deal. Yeah. Because, I mean, the ones they already released, that one old lady that they've taken the videos down was talking about how she was treated there, which was with nothing but like kindness. They made sure they ate. They checked up on them. They were telling them they're not going to harm them. Mm-hmm. They took her microphone from her quite literally. Yeah, because that's not what they wanted to hear. So they can keep pushing their agenda. Yeah. I was watching a clip where they showed the old the elderly woman, like her daughter translating. And they cu- I think they cut the clip off after like 30 seconds. And then the news reporter was like, we should watch these videos with caution. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, you're hearing it from a witness herself. Like, you know, oh, this is what he said. This is what he said. He was like, yeah, they could be saying one thing, but, you know, the interpretation, the translation could be something different. <laughs> That's her daughter. Why, why would she lie about what her mom went through? Right. That's another thing, too, that I think that's how they're getting, especially the older people, because like we do have to rely on the translation. So it's also easier for them to like manipulate people who don't know that language to be like, oh, it's just a mistranslation. I should know that personally from K-pop when an idol will say something and then people who don't want them to get any type of smoke or heat will be like, oh, it's a mistranslation. And then tons of people have to be like, no, it's not. You're actually the one mistranslating it. So. Speaking of K-pop smoke and heat. I don't want to. <laughs> Man, I'm just... Someone I oh, actually also, really wait, liked. Wait, wait, before, before we get on to that too, just still keep 
Gaza and Palestine and your prayers. Again, I hate that's all we can do. Yeah. Just continue to be their voice. Like they keep asking us. Please continue talking about them, sharing their story. Are any like updates that you see on Twitter, Instagram? What is it? TikTok? Yeah. Yeah. TikTok's where I've been getting a lot. Um, be careful if you are going to protest either recently or any new upcoming ones, just because I have been seeing them get fired. The police get violent to pro-Palestinian mm-hmm. protesters, yet they will protect the pro-Israel ones. But that's nothing new in this country. So yeah, be careful, y'all. And people who did protest back in 2020 for Black Lives Matter, get tips from them because I know they're sharing tips on how you guys can be safe. Yeah. yeah. Also keep calling your representatives. Don't let them ignore us. Like, let them know if you have phone anxiety like me. I have been emailing. It's really weird to get those emails back. But yeah. You've this, been emailing? Oh, well, what, did, what, what, has, what did you say and what did they say? Well, there's, um, and I'll add the links too. There are templates where, there are websites where they'll create templates of what you can say. Because when you put in your information, they'll search up your representatives in your states. And then they just ask if you can change it up a little bit. Um, to make sure it doesn't get spammed as like um, junk or like a robot or anything. So, I mean, I mostly just did the template and then I added an extra paragraph about the continuation of ceasing fire, especially what happened last night of like, how is this considered saving the hostages when mm-hmm. you're putting the hostages at risk? Yeah. But every time you guys get on TV and have press conferences, that's your number one goal is to save the hostages. The hostages are probably already gone at this point. Yeah, which is also unfortunate too. All in all, it's a lose, lose, lose situation. So, yeah, because even when we do get a ceasefire, and this is what I was saying last time too, it's like it can't stop there because the people who are still alive and survive that, they're going to have to need like years if they ever recover from like mental oh, trauma, yeah, physical sure. trauma, from for like sure. just being hurt from the bombs, from the rubble. The kids are going to be forever traumatized, like no matter what. Like I cried when before they blacked out Gaza, there was a video of them trying to get the kids to do something fun. And then they're painting. But then there was like you could hear the noise of the bombs in the background. This one little girl just looked like so scared. And she like, you know, did the reaction of huddling and looking up at the sky. And it's like Mm -hmm. there are ready. There's this one video I saw yesterday. One of the many that broke my heart. So it was it was a father and like a little, his daughter. She couldn't possibly be more than like five or six, right? And so, and she's like scared of like the noises, right? So he told mm-hmm. her, every time you hear a bomb, just laugh. And he'd laugh with her. And I'm like, this is so sad to the point where he has to basically, cre- he had to create a narrative on top of the existing narrative so that she doesn't freak out. Yeah. So it's like when they're trying to silence the people there, like those journalists, like that one poor journalist. There's this one site is Algeria, I think it's Al Jazeera. I'm mispronouncing it. Yes, and then they killed that one guy's whole family. Like they found out where they were living and bombed it. His wife and two kids are gone, and because he cares about his people, this is what I meant last time of like the Palestinian people are just so strong. He is still. He's still doing, doing his job and yeah. reporting and reporting. He has nothing to fear now. And I saw videos of like his children also trying to do the same yeah. thing like he did. Like, <sighs> God, again, I just 
I cannot unsee that video. Anyone that can see all this and ignore or not feel anything, mm-hmm. I'm just going to call y'all heartless monsters at this point. Racist, heartless monsters. But again, we're going to keep talking about this because that's all they ask us to do. That's all we could do at this moment while we also try to combat our own government of supporting this. And then also seeing fights about what to do for next year, because next year is like election year. And it's just really weird and twisted how all this is happening really close to an election year. I don't believe in coincidence anymore. It's just I don't know. I don't know. A lot is just going on. Lots going on in our own home country. A lot's going on in the world. I think, though, you know, this. I was actually thinking this earlier. This genocide just really got me thinking of basically the idea of representation that we think we have, but we actually do not have. Like, for example, um, our elected representatives, they're not representing us. They're representing the big corpse, you know. They're not fighting for the people. They're not representing the people. They're representing what they're benefiting most from. I mean, you'll hear that where like people talk about HR or even just the police. Like everyone always says police don't protect the people. They protect their own. The corporations. Yeah. But it's like, so that makes me think it's like, this is why we need more people of color in like parliament, like, you know, in like the House of Representatives up there, like high up there. So that way there's some sort of like, not, I don't want to just say voice of reason, but some sort of like alternative voice, you know? With that also, you just have to be careful as I'm also learning, because a lot of them who do get in those positions, as we see the ones who are already in those positions, will also sell out their own people when it comes to opportunities closest to whiteness. Yeah. I mean, because we have people up there, like in those high positions, we have one black man on the Supreme Court. We have one, the person who is like, I guess, going to like the UN meetings and representing to US. She's a black woman who keeps vetoing all these things. Like we have people there, but it's to the point where like they have, I don't know if they're offering them something, if they just don't want to lose positions, many things, but it's just, they will also sell out themselves and their people to continue this. So, yeah. And even now, like, cause I keep, I noticed even before all this happened, like there was a lot of things happening in certain states where people would run like as one party, I'll say like Democrat, um, and they'll make all these promises. And once people elect them in the office, they switch parties while they're in office. Can they do that? Yes. Oh, Nafis, look it up. There's been there's been a lot of people lately, especially in like, you know, your local government that will run on one party when they get into office, they're switching parties while in office. I don't feel like that should be illegal. I mean, it shouldn't be legal, but for some reason it is. So that's another thing to look out for. It's just, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Don't yeah. know how to stop it personally. But it's just the things we also have to look out for in question. Amongst other things. Because, <laughs> I mean, even when you look back on history, they'll even say that, like, unfortunately, there were some slaves that would sell out, you know, other slaves if it meant protecting themselves. Yeah. But you're right, though. Next year's election is going to be interesting. It's going to be a hot mess, more of a hot mess than we were already predicting it was going to be because they're still letting that... <sighs> I don't even know what to call him at this point, Ron, yet he is the one who has the most criminal charges and like just whatever as any president we've ever had, yet we're still allowing him to run again. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. We'll see next year, I guess, what that's going to look like. Or maybe 
Yeah, next year. Which is in a month or two. Yeah, in two months. Yeah. Honestly, by the time I might even put this out, we'll probably already be in November. Most likely. Well, that's crazy, though, but we'll see. Yes. And we'll talk about Unless... it as updates come, so. Yeah, and let's also try to continue. I know with the boycotting, a lot of people are kind of going all over the other, all over the place. The only thing I'll say is just try to do the major companies if you can the ones that the palestinians are saying i think these are the ones that have actually sent money by the way to yeah israel for funding i think the website you can look them up is bds movement Mm -hmm. and they'll let you know and the people in the west are really focusing on just the big three which is mcdonald's starbucks and disney plus i would like to add if anyone also lives in uh, what i like to call the foot of america like us if you're out there listening Mm -hmm. aka florida um can we add the parks into that as well Mm -hmm. i'm just saying yeah part of disney right that would be nice but i again like i said i don't have much hope for the people that live here um because it's very also interesting like i said i don't really believe in coincidence coincidences anymore but my local news I had came across before I was getting ready to leave for work. And my dad has on like the 12 o'clock news. How they were talking about introducing a new program um, for Disney to target high schoolers and not just high schoolers, but like black and brown high schoolers to like learn about the Disney parks to work job opportunities, things like that. Because if anyone's unaware about like the Disney college program, that's what a lot of people come down to Florida to do, especially the colleges. So they can, you know, work in the parks and work in Disney and like transfer and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just maybe keep that in mind. Or if you don't live in Florida, you know, someone who like loves Disney and we're planning and saving their money to go to one of the parks, you know, just advise them they can use that money for something better. The parks are not that great. I'm sure you can go on YouTube or just TikTok or anywhere to see like how it's not as magical as they try to make it seem. And that's not only just for Disney Florida. There's also Disney California. I think Paris, Tokyo. There's one more and I'm forgetting it. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Let's just let's think about that as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you really want to come, you can go to SeaWorld. You can go to Universal. There are other places. Yeah. Hopefully they're also not supporting a genocide uh, and they just haven't made announcements, but we don't know. I hope not. Yeah. Or instead of going to these overpriced theme parks, if you do want to come down here, you know, start exploring like your local like botanical gardens or like springs or the beach maybe i don't know beaches are nice here i will say i just feel like there's more you can do besides theme parks like why would you want to be crowded with a bunch of people again paying like 15 dollars for like a snack for like two second roller coaster rides they're overrated guys they're overrated (laughs) and a lot's happening a lot is happening so you ready to talk about it Uh, yeah go ahead (laughs) Uh, tell us about Eric and I'm Simone. Uh, <laughs> you know how I kept preaching about like everyone needs to find their own moral compass. First of all, how did you find out about that? Like you were just on Twitter. Like was this on Twitter? Yeah, girl. Even though Elon Musk be trying his hardest um to destroy that app, I still be getting a lot of my information from Twitter. So. <gasps> Speaking of Elon Musk, apparently I heard he's providing electricity and like, um, like internet and stuff for like, what is it called? Like humanitarian relief organizations. So I'm like, fingers crossed. But of course, still a long way to go. I'm not saying much about that man, but I guess good for him. Sure. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so I know he was getting flack, Eric Nam, for a little bit because he had liked to post. And people were saying it, it was like pro-Israel or like pro-Zionist. I don't know if the person who posted it is a Zionist. And that's why they were saying that. Um, I mean, I had read it and I just thought it seemed very neutral. So I was just like, again, when it comes to celebrities, we already talked about this last time um, about their stance. And the more information we've been finding out over these past three weeks about how there's like bills and laws we're in into. Um, how you can't really protest against Israel. I'm sure that works with celebrities in many ways. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are either Israeli themselves or Israeli companies that put a lot of money that we don't know about into a lot of entertainment things yeah. or celebrities and brands that we're finding out. So again, that's that's where I kept preaching even before we knew all this was happening of your moral compass and knowing where your moral compass is. Mm-hmm. So when he had liked that, I was just like, I just think he's being every other celebrity words. Like he's not really saying anything. He's just trying to take a neutral side and he still hasn't really said anything. He just liked to post moved on. And then someone had taken a picture because he's recently on tour right now. I haven't put the episode out yet. But when I do put it out, just to let you guys know, we do talk about him because Brianna went to go see him when he did come to Florida um, and he's still currently on tour and he's doing a world tour. So part of his Asia tour at first included Malaysia. And then someone had posted a picture, I guess, of it being updated and the Malaysia dates are gone. So we're kind of like, so did he lose? He did he remove the Malaysian dates? And we had talked about it again on the trip episode that I'll put out later, but it's a very heavily Muslim like community, right? Yeah. So especially with everything going on and how they're still trying to paint this as like a Jewish versus Muslim thing when we all know by now it's not. Nope. And it's just kind of weird because I was telling the face before we recorded, I feel like I've been following Eric Nam long enough to where he makes any, like even the slightest change, especially when he's on tour, he will always like announce it. And then his company will announce it, whether it's a tweet, whether it's an Instagram post, like they will say something. So like if he had removed these dates and didn't say anything, that's a little sus. And then now I'm hearing, I haven't been on discord in a while, but I'm hearing that I guess on discord part of dive studio, cause they have their own channel. When fans are posting about like pro Palestine or like asking why he's not speaking up about it, he or someone like someone part of the dive studios, which we know his brothers like part own, they're deleting them. So again, his brothers own part of dive studios. Yeah. His brother, Brian, is basically like they um, announced him like the CEO. And I know his other brother, Eddie. He manages Eric, but, you know, they all have some type of stake in Dive Studios. They basically all, like, invested in it and oh. its creation together. Okay. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think I talked about it in the Eric Nam episode that we did, which, debating if I want to keep it up or not, but we will see. Um, but, yeah, it again, for me, it was one thing to be quiet. <laughs> it was one thing to stay silent. But to do all that, especially do it sneakily... Now yeah. I have a problem because not only are you doing all that, but you're doing it sneakily. So that means you're not ignorant to the situation, you're being willfully ignorant. And I have said many, many times how much I hate willful ignorance. Yeah. But here's my question, though. When were the dates in Malaysia? I would have to look it up and see 
because I still think he's in America. And again, I've stopped seeing like videos of his tour in general. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that's going. Because I'm thinking, what if these poor people? And the thing is, Malaysian, the Malaysian K-pop stands are loud and strong. Like, well, that's what I mean. Because at first they were saying, like, after that Instagram post he just liked, they were like, you know, I don't know if I f- want to even go to his concert anymore. They were, I don't think they were going to go to it anymore. But I mean, I'm talking about the ones who are, had already bought tickets and everything. Like, do they get a refund? wonder how that would work i mean they could have, they could have asked for a refund or just like gave up their tickets i don't know how giving up tickets work in other countries because i know like with Ticketmaster here and their sleazy selves you have to resell them mm. um, to get your money back so man let's see if it's on his official like date maybe oh yeah no on his official website it's not on his official website anymore what the malaysian door <gasps> dates and i know for a fact malaysia i'm on his i'm on the ericnom.com website about his there and back tour and under asia it's not there it's singapore um bangkok i don't know where taipei is seoul and tokyo because after tokyo he was going to malaysia and all this is happening in february of next year the asia 2024 right now he's in america and then um once he's done with america he's going to latin latin america asia and then europe and the uk and Australia and New Zealand. Mm. But yeah, no, it's gone. It's not on there. I know for a fact he was going there and on his official website, it's gone. Wow. Okay, here, I have the screenshot. Um, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't show when he was supposed to go though. It's just showing that the stops aren't there anymore. I don't know where I can find originally. You know, his South America one is going to be interesting because there's a lot of countries there that support palestine so it's like i wonder if they're gonna do something at his concert like bring a flag or something because even the the government officials of like those countries like argentina and all that they spoke out as pro-palestinian so that that's going to be interesting when the time comes to see okay so i guess february 20th originally of 2024 he was supposed to go to malaysia at the Kuala Lumpur Stadium. Mm-hmm. I guess that's in Malaysia. Because in the new screenshot that I record, that I re, that I quoted, I cannot speak on Twitter. That date is gone. So it was going to be between Singapore and um, Taipei, and now it's gone. And nobody from either Eric Nam Dive Studio has said anything. If I did not come across this picture, I wouldn't have known. Wow. And like I said, anytime they either change a date have to cancel a date they'll make some type of statement even when he's on tour and that day of a concert if something comes up to where they either have to like delay letting people in or delay starting they will say something oh mm. um, but yeah so it that's it, that's just really sneaky that doesn't sit right with sneaky. me i'm sorry that's not professional like and this you... is something yeah i don't i wouldn't have expect from eric nam out of all people I don't know. That's just weird. That's, you know, that's exactly what we've been saying, like, on our podcast is, like, we don't know these celebrities. We don't know these people. Right? That's a prime example right there, because even that hurt me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I really like Derek. Yeah, me too. I actually really liked him. I enjoyed his podcast and everything. And then, yeah. Even BM from Card can at least say something Mm -hmm. on his birthday. On his birthday. 
Yeah. Jay Park. Mm-hmm. Y'all, if y'all been listening to us long enough, literally since the beginning of this podcast. Yeah. How I have talked about how I'm not really that a fan <laughs> of that man anymore, especially all the cultural and sensitive things he does to black culture. Yeah. If Jay Park can say something in support of Palestine. What are you doing, Eric? What are you doing? No, but like, <laughs> not in his defense, but I was watching a clip earlier of like Kanye talking to a reporter about how like how a lot of people, even if they wanted to, they can't show their pro-Palestinian stance because in the contracts themselves, they have like Jewish people attached to it or like Zionists attached to it. Uh, whatever the case, by contract, they cannot. So it's like, even if they really, really wanted to, they couldn't. So this could be another case of that. I mean, because we're yeah. finding out if people don't know if you've been doing your research, that also goes into states as well and like businesses. Yeah. Because I sent you a couple of videos as well, mm-hmm. how businesses can't be like protest against or boycott Israel because it's written in them. I don't know. I just what's bothering me like he didn't, they didn't even try to make some type of excuse of why they removed the date they did it all in secret if that person never posted the update then none of us would have known i'm sure the people in malaysia would have known because i'm i'm hoping they got their money back or some notification so. like the date was gone but everyone else that's another issue in itself if that's the case yeah but then you also said something was happening you know, on discord right yeah apparently on discord if fans are either asking him to speak up or just posting pro-Palestine and like with the flag or something, people are saying they're deleting the comments and the channels. Who's they? Like the people that control the channel, like the moderators and stuff like that. Oh. So like the moderators of Dive Studios with Discord. I still don't know how to use Discord. I have Discord for like many different things, but (laughs) I know I will subscribe to them. I'm going to make sure once we finish, I unsubscribe. Um, Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I really enjoyed his podcast after, um, I forgot his name. What was his name? Oh my God. He stopped doing podcasts on Dive. Are you talking about Tableau? Yes. After Tableau, <laughs> like, I enjoyed Eric's, like, stuff, but. Yeah, Tableau's was my favorite, but I kind of hope now, um, he doesn't go back to it, or if he does, don't go on the Dive Studios, even though I'm pretty sure he would, because Eddie Nam is also his manager, so. Yeah. Fun stuff. <sighs> yeah. So before we continue, I just wanted to add this real quick while we're on this topic, especially when it comes to the celebrities talking about this, K-pop or not, just celebrities in general, just because as I am putting in this PSA, first of all, I don't think I need to say any more about, especially fan accounts, just now talking about Palestine especially after Friday on the 27th when Gaza went blackout. I feel like y'all are getting eaten up enough online, but I am just saying I'm not surprised. I expressed this in a TikTok video that I did, my last video before all this started getting really bad about what I've been noticing with K-pop fans and when it comes to trying to break out of that escapism. And I have brought up realizing that with Black Lives Matter in 2020. It's literally the same thing that's happening. Because what goes into that is people getting on, especially fan accounts that have like really big followings. I'm talking followings like 100K and up. Not only wanting to break out of that 
escapism and fantasy, but just waiting for their favorite artist and celebrity to say something before they say something. And yes, mostly in K-pop and yes, also with BTS. I am just going to be honest personally. Again, I know I haven't been in this fandom for that long. I mean, I guess five years is considered pretty long now, but um, there was always a quiet part for me anyway that didn't really know how to feel when they would do activities like when they spoke at the U.N., And last year when they came to the U.S. to meet the president. Now, I know they were speaking about Asian hate at that time, but it's just whether it was their choice, the company's choice or the company pushing them to do all that. I don't know. I'm not in those meeting rooms, but there was always a part of me where it's like I said this before of how how people chastise them and expect them. They have higher expectation when it comes to world problems on them than they do politicians who are actually in positions to change issues. And we're also seeing it now, especially with them questioning why them and other celebrities like K-pop celebrities are being quiet. And just like with 2020, it's, it's really disturbing and disgusting. People are trying to turn this into fan wars, like people's lives. All right, stake here. Can we put the fan wars aside for just one second and actually act like we care about human life? I think a lot of people, first of all, keep forgetting how politically tied this is. A lot of us are realizing, even though we want to like try to keep politics away, it is. It really is. Like I had said, it's hard for me to separate my entertainment from politics, especially nowadays. As me and the feast bring up in this episode alone, we realize how many political like contracts are written, especially on the entertainment side. Because I had made a story which is gone talking about when billboards came out and people were being upset about it being segregated. It's like, yes, again, hard to separate entertainment from reality. Part of the segregation is because that's the same segregation we are seeing in real life. You want to fix it in your entertainment. Fix it in real life. With South Korea themselves, has anyone not noticed that in all the releases that's been coming out about countries in the UN and voting either yes, neutral or vetoing? a ceasefire. I have not seen South Korea's name on any of those lists from the beginning or even recently. So that should tell you something about the country themselves. Also having to remind everyone that they are currently either about to serve or serving in the military. Three of the members are already in the military and they already have limited social media access as it is. And we still on the belief that the rest are going to go at the end of this year. So we just don't know when it comes to the politics. Again, I know South Korea themselves have been protesting pro-Palestine since the beginning. I'm just saying for them as they enter and are in the military, and I don't know if it'd be different if they weren't in the military, like whether their service would have been over or if they didn't have to go. But again, I also think it ties into The U.S. and South Korea's relation, South Korea's own government and the position they 
are kind of in as being treated as political spokespersons, even though they shouldn't be viewed as that. That's just my opinion. Again, everyone's going to have different opinions on these situations. However, one thing about me is I don't need anyone to tell me whether it's my favorite celebrity or not. I don't need to wait for them to say something before I say something. And I wish it was like that for everyone, but sadly it's not. And if you are a BTS fan, I don't know, you would think their message that they had all the way back in 2019. I had a whole tour about it of speaking yourself. That's what they meant, like for you to speak yourself, not for you to wait for them to speak so you can start speaking, like speak yourself. As much as I've been preaching about seeing these idols as humans, I think that needs to go with fandoms and fandom culture as well. Um, Because at the end of the day, when you log off the internet, you're not a fan. You are a person, whatever type of person you are. Because let's also be real. Not everyone in this fandom or any type of fandoms that are online, whether we like it or not, are on the same sides. There are some fans who are pro-Israel, whether they're Israeli or not. And we've also been finding that out throughout this weekend. And also personally, just for me, even when it comes to regular people, I believe everyone's voice is important. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know what you guys are doing offline. Just like you don't know what I'm doing offline. You only know if I say something. It's like even with BTS, when we find out they donate just in general for things in their own country, they never actually say it themselves. It's usually media that finds out that always tells us about the donations, but they have never actually have ever said since I've been standing them where they donate. It's because media leaks it for whatever reason. So we don't know what they're doing offline. So again, my opinion for me personally, the only thing I think would hurt me is if they came out to be pro-Israel. I am not going to lie on that. The type of people that they are and the message that they spread, I don't believe so. But again, like I keep saying, I don't know them personally. I don't know them off the screen. I can just only hope that what they preach to us is their real selves. And I think that's why, as far as me with the whole moral compass thing and with the Eric Nam thing, is that the reason I am disappointed at this is just because he, like what Nafis was saying last episode about selective performance, selective sympathy and selective advocacy, like being selective of what you want to be an advocate for. That's what I kind of see from him through this whole thing. Again, for me, and I had tweeted this, it was one thing for him to be quiet. The liking that post was a little sus, but even that post when I was reading it, I don't know anything about the person who actually posted it, Um, but it did seem neutral, which most of them are trying to be neutral, but it's just the things afterwards and them trying to do it sneakily is what I don't like, especially someone who has been very vocal about other issues just in general. And then this really big one, you're going to decide to do actions that are very sneaky and then try to play it off. Anyway, that's all I really wanted to say. I don't know if they'll ever come out and speak on this or if they'll remain quiet. I don't really have an opinion on it. I just know either way, that is not going to stop me from continuing to being vocal, continuing to use my voice in any way I can to spread awareness about 
Palestine, about the Congo, about Sudan, anything else that I learn about, trying to educate myself to do better personally and just in this world in any way that I can. Because I promise y'all, especially the ones, and I'm just talking about normal people and normal fans who are saying this has nothing to do with me. I promise you, the things that we're seeing right now have effect on everyone. Whether it's not affecting you now, it will affect you in some way, shape, or form in the future. Because if you don't think something like this can happen to you or just in your country, first of all, you must be in a place of privilege and the race of privilege. And second, also sorry to break this to you, we're already seeing this stuff happen. Look at the overturn of Roe versus Wade. Look at since all this started happening, where our tax dollars are going. If you live in America, can't speak for any other countries, but again, this is mostly for people who live in America that are listening to this. Like this does have an effect on us. I don't know. I can't tell anyone what to do and what not to do. Um, I can just only control what I do and surround myself with the people who also want to make some type of change and hopefully encourage others to do that. That's all I can really control in my environment. So offline and online. Anyway, let's get back to this episode. From the river to the sea, Palestine will be free because until Palestine's free, until Black Americans are free, until Congo is free, Sudan, and any other place that I do not know about right now that is under some type of oppression, we are not free until we're all free. While we're still on the topic of idols, I, I know we keep preaching we don't know these idols, and I'm still going to say that again. If y'all do not leave these idols alone when they're in their private times, I don't know. An example we just gave, I don't know how many times we have to keep saying, y'all don't know them. They're not going to magically fall in love with you if you go up to them randomly when they're eating out with their friends. Just talk about like how much you love them or uh, whatever weird things y'all are saying to them. I, I don't know. They're not going to remember you for good. And I know the people that needs to hear this will not hear this. <laughs> I wish y'all would just leave them alone. I wish y'all would find a different hobby than listening to K-pop at this point. I, y'all need to de- devote that energy to something else. Who are you talking about? Two things that happened recently. Oh. <laughs> Okay. So one of them was, and she posted it, you know, that's another thing too, is they be posting this stuff thinking people will be cheering them on or like congratulating them or maybe they can't read faces. I don't know. So the first incident was when what we love to call the 97 liner, Jungkook, oh my God, one of his friends from NCT, Jaehyun, Cha... Oh my God, I'm sorry I'm blanking on these names, guys. Yes, the actor, and he's also from the group Astro, and -hmm. someone else I feel like I'm forgetting. But they were all just at dinner, off, you know, not doing their jobs, just hanging out together. And then we're going to have some random and her friend go up to them, have her phone camera all in their face and just be like, Basically just disrupting them. I don't remember what all she said, but she just randomly went up to them. And like, um, Jayun had to be the one to tell them in English, like, hey, we're having private time. Like, can y'all leave us alone? 
And then apparently when they left also, they like took their cups of like that they were drinking from the idols and like was saying, this is the cups, you know, they were using. I don't know if any of them tried to drink out of it, but that's just weird enough. And there was one point where like she pointed her phone to Jungkook and he just gave her the biggest side, like side eye (laughs) I've ever seen that man give somebody of like, you could tell he was uncomfortable. Like, why are you there? And I don't know if she posted another video, but apparently people are also saying like they had followed them and like try to corner Jungkook in like a corner and like make him sing for them or do something for them. What? Exactly. What? No words because what sensible what sensible person would just (laughs) y'all would not do this to any other stranger famous or not. Yeah. And it's another thing where it's I don't want to say this, but it's like, I feel like when women do it, they think it's okay when they do it to men. Cause y'all wouldn't be okay. If a man did this to a woman sing for me, woman, as she's like cornered in like a back alley. No, that's weird. That's creepy. Why? I don't know. What be going through y'all's heads when you do this? It's the K-drama Delulu. But it's like cultures are also different when it comes to celebrities. So I know Western celebrities and some do, but most of them are more vocal about staying away from them than the K-pop idols one, unfortunately, because the way Korean, you know, celebrity culture is. Um, but I feel like it's more acceptable to be able to approach them if you want like an autograph or a picture or something mm-hmm. compared to over there. Yeah. But not only that, just continuing harassing them. Again, I don't remember what all she said. I'm sure the videos on TikTok and stuff are still up, but it's just bring shame back. Bring shame back. Mm-hmm. So that was one. The second one was was the worst of them all, because um, apparently this was this person's second time doing this. And I didn't even realize that. And also it was like second time. Why was she allowed to do this a first time? So some woman in her 30s was basically waiting for Taeyong V from BTS at his apartment complex, was waiting for him, cornered him when he got into his elevator to go up to his apartment building and tried to get him to sign a marriage certificate. (laughs) They arrested her. Do I have hope they're going to keep her in jail? No, because I know Korea's laws are pretty loose when it comes to jail time for certain things. I think they, I've been hearing they tighten up their stalker laws, but that is that. And apparently that's her second time approaching him. Second time. That poor boy is already traumatized as it is. Like, I don't know if you remember in one of their lives, like the army, they were doing like a prank to say like, oh, there's someone behind you prank. I don't know if you remember that. They did it to a couple of the members. So yeah, they did. He, they did to be too. And his like uh, curtains were open. And so he looked behind him like twice and then he just went and he shut all his curtains up. So that like. Yeah, because he was probably scared. He was like scared. He was a stalker. And it's like. It wasn't the cute thing that he thought it was a ghost. No, he probably thought it was one of his stalkers. Yeah, that's that's so. I hope he's OK. I mean, I don't know how they're so. How they're as sane as they portray we've talked about this before especially with other idols especially back in gen 2 and the way people be hurting them because it's like you just don't know anymore and i know korea don't really they don't have like guns over there pretty sure they're banned but it's just like she could have had something else right anything she could have had a knife she could have had like some type of needle with some type of like poison it like you literally don't know and i know me saying this may sound crazy but that's just how crazy it could have been Like, they're taking the fun out of pretending to be delusional way too far. Mm -hmm. 
That's not the type of delusional y'all want to be. No. It's just been an uptick also with them this whole year with like Jin and that one nurse who went to his base I, to give him the, yeah, the um, vaccine. From I remember this happened last year when Hobie was over here for Lollapalooza and he was doing a live and he kept like, you know, when someone's calling you or something, pushing up his notifications, I'm pretty sure it was people who like got his phone number and kept like calling and texting him. Mm-hmm. The thing that happened with Namjoon and the monk and the monk basically was like telling the media everything that Namjoon said to him as if that wasn't a private conversation. And then like a month later, we had found out the Korean rail like train system that he takes an employee there was leaking his information since 2019. Pretty sure Yoongi had a stalker during his whole D-Day tour, Who a girl that went to basically every stop in every country. Rich, delusional people. Those are the scariest. Again, people won't leave Jungkook <laughs> alone, who's already getting like this weird backlash because of the way his music is going and people want him to continue to being the 15-year-old boy, even though we keep saying he's not... He's not 15 anymore. He's 26. Okay. Y'all need to let that man be grown. Let him grow up. (laughs) I don't understand this weird infantilization of wanting him to stay a child. But not only that, he also has to get it. Like when he had said to stop sending food to his house, people showing up to his gym to where he couldn't go to that gym anymore. And this and then Jimin's mail. I didn't talk about that. Jimin's mail had gotten stolen. So like his address and everything got leaked. How? I'm pretty sure medical records as well. Oh, my God. Now this thing with Tay. And honestly, I'm pretty sure all of them still be getting texts and phone calls from people who find their information. So who knows how many times they have to like change their phone numbers, have to change their cacao IDs. That's crazy. I can never be a celebrity. I can never be a celebrity. And this is why. This is why. Yeah. I could also never be a K-pop celebrity because y'all be going through a lot more than I feel like even Western celebrities be going through. Mm -hmm. Because Western celebrities will call out their fans for doing nonsense like that. They're not afraid. (laughs) But if K-pop idols do, they get backlash from the public. Yeah. Speaking of, because I don't usually talk about rumors and things. I don't know if you heard about G-Dragon and this whole drug Mm -hmm. allegation that's going on with him. Because they're trying to take down every K-pop idol down with him, too. To where even, like, like Hype had to make a statement saying, like, BTS is not involved in this. Like, please stop with the rumors. Wait, what what is, like, he's doing drugs? think... There's allegations coming out that I guess he's been on drugs. And you know how Korea is with, you know, their drug laws over there, even down to weed. And I'm just going to say, true or not, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just know that company YG sold him out in some way because he would not renew that contract. I believe YG slipped something to somebody, whether they're true or not. Because now he's banned from leaving the country while they do an investigation. Him and an actor who was also in Parasite. I don't know the actor's name. I guess he played the dad, they're saying, like the rich dad in other dramas. You might know, you know Kit, Korean actors more than I do. The guy in Parasite, the rich dad. Mm-hmm. Apparently he's also, quote unquote, linked to this as well. So they're both banned right now from leaving the country. Is he also managed under YG? I don't think so, but mm. I don't know if they're friends or something. I It's just, yeah. Nah, I believe YG sold G-Dragon out for not renewing 
Because, I mean, we all knew Big Bang at this point was already pretty much over. I don't know much about G-Dragon either. Um, not only just from being a new K-pop stan, but like when I was getting into K-pop, mm-hmm. everything I heard about Big Bang had to be with scandals. Literally three months of me getting into K-pop is when the whole Burning Sun scandal happened. So oh. I already didn't really have a good mindset of Big Bang yeah. <laughs> in general. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man, no, YG sold him out, which is also sad because I feel like he was also one of those legendary trainees who had been with that company since like 12, 13. Right. Is it confirmed they did, though? No, I'm saying I believe they did. Uh And no one convinced me otherwise. Yeah. They did go to them and ask them if they want to say a statement. And they're basically like, not our artists anymore, not our problem. So after I saw that, I said, oh, y'all have something to do with this. They felt the betrayal, I guess, of him not renewing. I swear. I think I've learned the true definition of pettiness mm-hmm. when I got into K-pop. Because these K-pop companies be on a whole different type of petty than I ever thought I was ever on. Yeah. Like petty with the capital P. <laughs> that is insane. I had also forgot to mention this, but it is, I'm pretty sure, a common thing. At least I know about it. I don't know how many non-Koreans and non-Korean Americans know this, but I feel like I've known this since I got into K-pop. And every time I would come across a Korean content creator, whether they are Korean American or a Korean that lives in Korea, but they speak English. So sometimes they'll, you know, make their content in Korean or English or both. But anyway, it is always said that whenever the government's doing something like extremely shady in the country that they'll use celebrities, especially ones that are like hyper, not hyper aware, but just ones that are more like visual, like your BTS, like G-Dragon, because he is a very high profile celebrity over there and has been for a very long time. They will... I don't know if already scandals is the word or makeup scandals or they'll basically just push scandals that has to deal with them to take the spotlight off of what the government is doing. And I've been seeing that with the whole G-Dragon thing as well. Again, I totally believe that. And I still also believe that company sold him out. But I also just wanted to put that in in case no one was aware. Usually when you see something when it comes to like actors and idols and a bunch of them are being involved in this really really big scandal a majority of the time if not maybe like 99 percent of the time it's because they're being used as scapegoats to hide whatever's happening in the government just wanted to share that in case no one knew that left though who was the other one Tang and big bang right well he's not under yg um he's under the black label but not actually under YG, but the black label, I think it's a subsidiary to YG. All that's all confusing, but I don't think any of the members are under mm. that company anymore. And then we still don't know about Blackpink and their contract was up back in August. Oh, really? Yeah. So I feel like they're holding those girls to a thread. And they didn't say anything afterwards? No, because they were currently on tour. Then they were supposed to say something when they got off tour that's still been nothing. Mm. I don't think those girls want to stay. Yeah. They're all pretty much doing their own thing now anyway, for the most part. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. So, and then now they're going to debut that new group, Baby Monsters. So 
Child, I don't know how that company's still standing. <laughs> yeah. But you know, the original people who were, who were running YG are not there anymore. Are you talking about YG himself yeah. or other people? No, YG himself. I think he's been gone because he was part of that Burning Sun scandal. I thought he was, he left for his own like issues. No, I'm pretty sure it was also because of the Burning Sun scandal or he was involved somehow unless he left before then. Again, I don't know mm. that much. So, and I don't really keep up with YG as a company like that. So, yeah, fair enough. I honestly don't really keep up with the companies. I just keep up with the groups and only hear about the companies if something happens. Mm. And even that, honestly, the only group I keep up with is BTS, which this most of the month hasn't really been that much just because I've been trying to focus on Israel and Palestine. Like I've been keeping up, but not really. Yeah, It just feels weird to me and part of the dystopian. I can't even will myself to like try to make TikTok videos because I know some people are trying to do both. It's just I just don't feel right trying to do both. It feels awkward trying to have some sort it of does. normalcy. Yeah. And again, I'm not the person who can really fake it. So can't fake like being happy and cheerful and all that. Yeah. I mean, this episode was supposed, not this particular episode, but like what we were supposed to do today was supposed to be happy, cheerful, but can't fake that no this is why we're not actors Mm. i used to want to be an actor yeah me too i think everyone at some point in their life wanted to be an actor i mean for the longest time i just wanted to work in the entertainment industry and i mean the strikes already turned me off from even trying again but also all this it's like oh girl maybe it was a blessing in disguise that you never actually gone anywhere with that you're pretty close too right like i was but then the pandemic happened yeah would you try for that opportunity again if it came about probably not well i mean i did try but it's like when you get rejected once it's like an automatic rejection Mm -hmm. when i was still in school and things were starting to open back up again i did try um and i got past the first round but then the second round um for the actual studios it's just like basically an automatic dejection so i'm like okay well I guess I see where I stand. But even just any other place, it's just now. I don't think so. I'm kind of turned off by the whole thing now, which also goes into my crisis of what to do. But again, don't really want to think about that because in that self is a privilege Mm -hmm. where people are dying. Yeah. Don't even get a chance to think about their futures. Yeah. It is unfortunate. I think this follow up was actually harder than the actual episode we've done probably because i feel like we had a little bit more hope then yeah and then what happened yesterday on the 27th kind of this we haven't heard anything since then right a few things every now and then um i mean i haven't especially since i'm recording with you just <sighs> more bombs and them trying to actually invade and it's like invade what oh i see someone just took a screenshot of eddie posting in the discord about two hours ago what did he say he said hi all just wanted to pop in and say that eric is not going to be able to comment on this matter anytime soon it hurts to see these accusations but there is a little point in trying to clarify anything on the internet these days Anyone who knows Eric knows his heart. The team and I are with him. So please do not worry. Thank you guys. And so much love to you all with the heart emoji. I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's that hard nowadays to clarify anything on the internet. <laughs> that, that's a little 
will be a sentence for me. Simone's not having it. I mean, even if you don't think you're you're not going to go anywhere with making a statement, it still counts if you at least make a statement. Yeah. In my eyes. You know, actually, I just thought about that. Him responding like that just made the problem bigger than it actually was. It made it a lot worse. Because now we know. That made it a lot worse. Because now we know it was on purpose. Or intentional, sorry. Let me not say on purpose, but the actions were intentional. Again, I don't know what, like, what kind of, cons- like, constraints they're under, what kind of um, voices that they actually have to take heed to. But like I said, it would be really nice if they actually just came in and clarified that. And like you said, it is not hard to just pop on a live and do so. Many people have done it before whenever there was any sort of, like, misunderstanding. So I really, actually, I truly think he is actually under something. And the fact that Eric didn't say anything either. Yeah. Because that wasn't even Eric. That was Eddie that said that. Exactly. So it's that, that whole thing is just weird. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I really do hope for his sake and for his fan's sake, he actually says something. Because if it is what everyone is suspecting it to be, then that's very unfortunate. I don't know, but I think my point still stands. I'm going to just leave that alone for a little bit and just... Watch how it plays out, basically. Yeah. Um, but all in all, it's still sort of disappointing in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is. It- Read the message again. What did he say? Oh, girl, I just... <laughs> Hang on, let me find it. <laughs> you you want to know what Eddie said? Because Eddie said this. This is a screenshot taken from the discourse. Yeah. He said, hi, all. This is from Eddie. to Today, as me and Nafisa are recording this... At 12.25 p.m. on October 28th, he said, hi, all. I just wanted to pop in and say that Eric is not going to be able to comment on this matter anytime soon. It hurts to see these accusations, but there is little point in trying to clarify anything on the Internet these days. Anyone who knows Eric knows his heart. The team and I are with him, so please do not worry. Thank you guys and so much love to you all. Ending it with the heart emoji. Anyone that knows him knows his heart. Trying to clarify anything these days. I don't know. He could have started off with, hey, he could have started off with addressing the whole Malaysia thing. Yeah, because nowhere in that also it talks about him removing or them removing the date. Right. So what are you responding to then? Like, what is he responding to then? You know, I, I don't know. This is why clarification is important. Maybe we all need to go back to school and learn about media literacy, because I'd rather them just still not have said anything at this point. Yeah. It's like the more you keep talking, it's the more side-eyed, the more I'm side-eyeing. It's like, just please stop. Let me give you the benefit of the doubt. Please let me do this. I'm sorry, girl. It's just not looking good. Yeah. It's not looking good. <sighs> but yeah. It's it's just the line where, that's bothering me where he says it hurts to see these accusations, but there is little point in trying to clarify anything on the Internet these Stop days. Stop gaslighting your fans, friend. That's Sorry. what I mean. Like, what are you doing? You can still say something. Mm-hmm. You can't control what you put out there, but at least you took in the effort to say something. Yeah. As far as trying to clarify, because it doesn't sit right with me, with him saying even... Like basically saying there's no point in trying to clarify because you know how the internet these days are just going to take it wrong. It's like, so let them take it wrong. If we know your heart, then we know that. Right. right. I mean, if you're trying to defend yourself, I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know. That's interesting. Child. I'm never going to be able to look at. I mean, I already was side-eyeing celebrities in general again with all the strikes that's happening. But And I feel like this 
whole shift really started in 2020 with COVID, like how we would see them in their mansions and stuff telling us like, it's going to be okay. But like, you're able to, you know, still go to your private parties, even though you're putting others at risk for like infection, they have their own, like, you know, they're able to eat. They're not, you don't have to worry about bills because they're not working. So yeah, the shift already started in 2020, but this is making it a lot worse. It's just going to also be interesting to see the shift of me. If there's going to be any type of shift with the media, celebrities, and the public after this. I'm sure there will be for a little bit, but it's going to go back to how it always does. I hope not, because that was my thing when I was talking about last week about how this is why we can't get things to change. Yeah. I don't know. Me neither. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? (laughs) I'm still stuck on the whole Eric Knopf thing. Who would have thought? <sighs> Girl. Again, I'm just... I'll just see how this plays out. Um, but I did unfollow them on social media. I just can't. So if anything, if any news updates I get, I was just from other people posting about it. I think you still should follow them, though. Just so you're getting the information firsthand. I mean, you don't have to watch their making ramen in a... RV truck video, which I was watching just yesterday, and I'm like, oh wow, he's make- making his own ramen. Ugh, feels so silly. I mean, I can always, if someone posts something about it, I can always go back to their official page. I didn't block them, I just unfollowed them. That's true, that's true. <sighs> that is... It takes me a lot to block someone. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, he probably has been getting, like, personal, like, phone calls and stuff. Maybe. Again, I don't know. I'm not on his team. I don't know that man. I just don't know. None of us do, clearly. (laughs) None of us do. Yeah. Well, I hope it is resolved. Okay, guys, this is a first for this podcast, um, but we got some breaking news. I've never done a PSA with updated breaking news. So for Eric Nalm, as I'm recording this, On Sunday, October 29th, while I'm recording this, it is currently 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but he had posted this around like 9 p.m. my time. I don't know what time he's on in the world. But anyway, um, Eric posted a statement. I had seen it when I was clearing my notifications on Facebook. I don't really go on Facebook like that, but I go on it again, to clear any notifications. And I saw it through there because I forgot I was following him through there. And then I went on Twitter to see if he posted it anywhere else. So I saw he posted it on Twitter and Instagram, a very old fashioned, you know, kind of notes app statement that many celebrities do, especially if you're in the West. But it reads, hi, everyone. Following the horrific events of October 7th, I liked the post that I believed expressed a position of anti-violence anti-hate and was against intolerance. My liking of that post was a reaction to waking up to devastating news. As someone who has always been pro-human, pro-peace, and for love and equality for all. After that, I received threats related to my scheduled show in Kulala Lumpur. That's the stadium. I apologize if I mispronounced it. Out of an abundance of cautions for my team and my fans, I made the difficult decision to cancel the show. My heart is broken for the Palestinian and Israeli families that have been ripped apart by violence and are facing unimaginable loss. Nothing I say can be enough when there is so much pain and suffering. 
I am praying every day that there is peace and safety for everyone soon. And that's it. That's the whole statement. Um, <laughs> I'm still kind of processing, processing this a little bit. Listen, maybe his brother Eddie was right on the you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. There is a side that's still criticizing him in the statement. There is the side where, you know, they're flooding the comments. Oh, we love you, Eric. We know you did nothing wrong. All the haters can suck it, blah, blah, blah. And then there's just me that's still scrolling and seeing all this unfold. Personally, personally, and again, this is me making sure I myself do not sound like a hypocrite and follow my own moral compass. I won't say the damage is done. I appreciate that he said something because I said, no matter how the public, and I am part of the public, will take your statement, you should still say something. I do believe this is very neutral. This is still on the side of neutrality because he mentions both sides. Um, I don't know. He doesn't really talk about all he really talks about is the events that's been happening for the past three, almost four weeks. So whether he's done any type of education on this again, I don't know. Obviously, in this episode, me and the feast talked about possibilities of legality, especially in entertainment that may be going on, especially with Eric. If you've been listening to us long enough, hopefully you know who Eric Nam is. But if you don't remember, Eric is a Korean American. And I think that's important, especially in my earlier PSA when I talked about BTS and their ties with the Korean government. Eric is American. So I think that changes stuff, especially knowing American and Israeli ties, because that also goes with BM and when BM from Card made a statement, I should have read it when we were recording, but I didn't. But BM said, again, I guess his birthday was on October 19th. So happy late birthday, BM. But he had said, while I'm able to celebrate another birthday, there are too many innocent people in Gaza losing that privilege. Please pray for all the lives lost and lives desperately seeking an end to this with the prayer hand emojis. And I had texted Nafis about this, too, after we got done recording, like I sent her the screenshot of his tweet, because I don't know. I feel like that sentence is more appropriate because it's still kind of on the neutral side in the sense, but it's still acknowledging what is happening to not only Palestinians, but the people in Gaza specifically. You see what I mean? Like, that's a different statement than Eric's. And again, just for me, at the whole beginning of this, it was just the whole sneakiness of it. Like, especially with him canceling that one tour date. Like, why is he waiting this long to talk about it? When they decided to remove it, he should have said something right then and there, even if he still had this neutral stance. Again, that is just me, but that's one way that I'm looking at it. The only thing I saw was just Malaysian fans saying they weren't going to go anymore because of him liking that Instagram post. I cannot confirm or deny if he actually was getting threat possibility. But again, I just don't know. And I'm not sure who would be threatening him specifically. But again, I'm not on the team. I'm not Eric. I'm not sure. It was just mainly the sneakiness of it all. And it's still not even really addressing, deleting the posts that people have been saying on Discord of pro-Palestinian before he even put out this statement tonight. So yeah, I mean, if you haven't already seen it, that's the post. I am not going to be quick to 
jump back on the bandwagon of, oh, Eric did nothing wrong. Like, again, this is goes into the part, especially for me, of seeing idols and just celebrities in general as human. This is part of seeing them as human, recognizing they make mistakes. They can make mistakes, but just taking in the mistake that they made and assessing for your own self where you want to stand for that as far as supporting them. Hello, everyone. This is kind of like a PSA within a PSA. I just wanted to say something real quick as I was editing this. I know I sound kind of vague when I was talking about humans making mistakes, especially in the situation of like atrocities happening and like literal genocide. And I think that's just me personally not having the terminology or vocabulary to really describe what I was trying to say. And I also just wanted to bring up not only that, just people will usually show you who they truly are, whether it's sooner or later. Sometimes it takes only a couple months. Sometimes it takes literal years, but they will slip up. I guess that kind of goes into making the mistakes. And yeah, you'll just see what type of person they are. I think when I said mistakes, especially in the Eric Nam aspect of it, it's just like, I know he's not really a K-pop idol, but just celebrities in general, I feel like fans are always checking up on what you're liking, what you're sharing, especially since it's so public on, you know, social media. So things like that. And he really just started, you know, showing his ass in a way, trying to not only cover up the Instagram posts, but just like everything that fell off on the aftermath. And then now that I have like a day to think about his actual respond, you know, it was it was still very neutral. And I don't know, it kind of just seemed disingenuous in a way as well. I never want to assume no one is telling the truth when they say they're being threat threatened in any way. I'm just still trying to figure out because I texted this to Nafis that night when he had put out the statement, like, I wonder what type of threats he would get, especially in Malaysia. And like we were saying, Malaysia has a very heavy populated Muslim community. I believe most people who are Malaysian are Muslim. Not everybody, but that's how dominant it is in that country. The only thing I saw were people just saying they weren't going to go to the concert or they would just wear, you know, or bring Palestinian flags. But I didn't see anyone actually threaten him. I don't know. It just seemed a little tone deaf. It didn't really seem like he put in much education into it as well because he only talked about when everything started happening on October 7th. And as we've all been researching, if you have cared to research that this has been going on for a very, very long time, it's more than just what happened on October 7th. It involves, you know, the history of oppression that they have been facing and just what we realize is going on in this world in general that's been happening since colonial times. Yeah, that's all I really wanted to add, especially since I had time to think on it. My point still stands. Um... Yeah, people will show you who they are sooner or later. Again, especially just in this topic when we talk about celebrities and the public culture aspect of it is just not only as I keep preaching moral compass, but just not allowing your fave to dictate your own, you know, moral compass or what you believe is right or standing up for what you believe is right. And again, I know I'm not talking to everyone. Yeah. I'm not really sure how to end this. I just wanted to add that in there.
Yeah, I just want to give an update on that um, to let people who did not see that, let them know and I guess assess on yourself and where you want to stand for that. Again, I'm just kind of chill. I wish no harm on Eric. I wish no ill will on him. But I definitely am taking a step back. And not only just with him, I think everything that's been happening is just making me reassess how I move in this new fan culture that I've adopted in the last five years, reassessing that, maybe go back to how I used to be in like my teenage years. I don't really know, but I'm definitely thinking about that as well, because in part of this evaluation, you know, like I said, when I was a teenager, I didn't really care that much. I was never really into any type of celebrity or artists like that. It wasn't until I got older. And I feel like my first artists like that was when I was like in 11th, 12th grade. And then I switched to a medium where it wasn't like real people I was into. Again, that's when I got into like anime and stuff. And then when I got into K-pop, it started turning into real people. But even just with that, because I've been seeing this being flow around online as well. And I've been thinking about this for a while, too. It's like, and again, I know I'm repeating myself, but this is when I go into the whole looking at celebrities as humans. Not only just that, just look at celebrities as talented humans who just happen to have a talent that makes enough money to where people want to back them up and support them in that art and throw them in the spotlight. Because it's like, in some sense, this is even a question to myself. Why do we care so much? Like, why do we really care? Why do we treat a lot of these celebrities as like political figures, as if they don't say or do something, then it's basically like the end of the world when we're not holding the actual people with the power to make these changes to those same standards? Why is it easy, easier for us to talk about pop culture than it is to talk about politics and things that actually do go on in the world? You know, why do some people wait until their favorite celebrity says something? to make a move. I don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. I just don't know why we hold them to these standards, especially when political things or world events do happen. And is it also tied into the whole entertainment intertwined with politics and using them as like, I don't want to say pawns, but kind of using them in that sense when it comes to the general public to keep them and keep us distracted? Again, I just don't know. I'm telling you, if I had enough money and willpower, I feel like I would go back to school just to study this and like write books about it because it really is interesting and phenomenon. But yeah, I don't know. People are going to do what they want to do. That goes for regular people and that goes for people in higher powers. But just a food for thought. But yeah, anyway, just want to give that update. But I'm glad that protests and things like that are still going on. They had quite a few in Seoul, actually. I saw that. Palestinian. Um, has there been any in Florida? There has been, actually, at the very beginning. And I think they're going to do another one. But I'm not sure. I was just curious. But um, even if anyone wanted to, they can't in Florida. I forgot that our yeah. <sighs> goddamn governor passed a law to where we cannot protest here 
that would explain why I haven't been seeing yeah, any. Exactly. I cannot believe I forgot about that. Any um, student organization at any public university, if they do anything pro-Palestinian, they are legally required to break up that club, whatever it is, because because in they're siding with, you know, the wrong side. Quote, unquote. Yeah. I cannot believe I forgot about that. That makes a lot of sense why every time I would see people post about places in your cities and areas, why I never saw Florida. Mm-hmm. That's just sick. Florida did, though, at the very, very beginning, like in the first few days that it happened. Yeah, but I feel like now is more of a crucial time than ever, especially from the beginning to now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I saw that one organization, the Jewish for Peace, um, when everything was happening with the blackout in Gaza, they immediately went over to Metro Station and like basically trying to arrest like 500 people. Yeah, they did. Majority of them did get arrested. That's just crazy. But if they were all there standing for pro-Israel, I'm sure the police would have protected them, give them water, see how they were doing. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like you said, best thing we can do is pray for them. Which is really sad. That's all we can do. Yeah. It's a weird time, honestly, where you have a voice, but you know your voice is just echoing. It's not being heard. Like you're speaking to yourself, essentially, in a way. I wonder if they felt like this, though, back then, like with no social media. I'm sure they did. I'm sure I'm sure they probably felt worse than this. Because until I saw a video of like a millennial that remembered when 9-11 happened, I didn't realize there were people against the war. Again, I was way too young, but my understanding was more more people were in favor of going over to Iran and Iraq than against it. Yeah. So... But that's part of the like silencing, which was also easier to do back then, the propaganda because of no social media. Because then I was also seeing pictures of how, well, I mean, I always knew people were against the like the Vietnam War and us going to the Korean War. The Vietnam War, actually, if I'm not mistaken, was the first televised war that the United States participated in. Why would they televise it? Why? I'm so glad they did because everybody was against it. Otherwise they would have been like, yeah, we're on the winning side. Yeah, this, yeah, that's true. No, that was absolutely necessary. People didn't understand the reality of war until they saw it with their own eyes. Same thing with now. People were not going to believe all of this was happening to the Palestinian people until they see it with their own eyes. In this case, seeing is literally believing, you know? I mean, for the majority of us who have our sense and moral compass still intact. For those that don't, I highly, highly pray that you find it in yourselves. I don't want to say I've given up on them, but I mean, a lot of them does have to do with age and, you know, they're one foot in. So it's kind of like it's mostly the younger ones that I'm trying to still hope and pray that they wake up and... I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that it's actually the older ones who are just like, this is not right because they know what they've been through. Like, like the older ones who, who have like very vague memories of like their parents or themselves, like surviving the Holocaust. They're like, this is not the way to do it. Or the ones who like, um, have direct survivor, like Holocaust survivors in their family. They're they're the ones also saying, no, this is not how we do it. This is not what it's supposed to be like. There's ways to get what you're trying to get. For the Jewish community and the Jewish community who are not Zionists, yes. Yes. For people of color and for black people, yes. I don't know about the white people, if I am being completely straight up and honest. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I'm I'm just speaking on the people that I've seen. And these are people who are direct survivors. And they speak of their experience, like settling into Palestine back then in like 1948, how the one of the 
interviews that I saw was like, there was no Israel at that time. We came and we settled in Palestine and how like they were talking about their treatment and things like that. So a lot of people, even though they probably are not on social media because they are older, but there are people out there from the older elder population who are not in support of this. So, I mean, again, though, but like we're saying, they're, they're Jewish people. So, yes, yes, I don't yes. know how to say, I don't say, know what to say about the non, the white non Jewish people in this. Yeah. I don't know what to say either, but I am glad. Especially, honestly, I, I haven't talked to any of them in a while as far as like my own immediate circle. Right. So. I was just completely forgot to ask you. Even when I'm at work, like I'm really talking to my, two co-workers because those are the only two I really feel comfortable talking to like that yeah. but they're both again black so right I mean unless you have anything else to say we can just end it we can go ahead and end it um I just also wanted to say before we end it as well as I keep posting you know in our comment not comment like our little description box section about stuff about Palestine I'm also going to add in about Congo and Sudan because they've been going through things as well. I had briefly mentioned Sudan in our last episode, um, but I've just been learning more about Congo. I mean, there's just so many genocides apparently happening on in the world, but with them, the Congolese people are basically being used to mine this one material that is used for like our phones and stuff. I forgot the actual name for it. It's like, I don't want to mispronounce the name, but anyway, horrible conditions. I feel like we've already said enough triggering things on here. So I am just going to post some links so you can learn more. Um, a mutual of mine on TikTok, who is Congolese, has started to talk up more about it since she's been seeing other people talk about it. So I'm going to add a link she provided for us if you um, want to make any donations to people who go out onto the ground and like um, try to rescue the women who are in harm's way. I can also link her TikTok if you guys want, because she'll go into more detail about that or just other people. If you look up what's happening in the Congo, kind of also goes into what's happening with Palestine and Israel could be one of the many reasons why America backs up Israel so much and things like that, because the UK, the US and Israel all have stakes in Congo. Mm. So it's just learning. It's all tied together somehow. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. That's what I've been learning. It's been interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to add more stuff about Congo. So, but yeah, from us, it's free Palestine, free Congo, free Sudan, and free at any other place that may be going through some type of oppression or genocide. Because I think what a lot of people, especially online, are waking up to that this is hopefully a liberation for all. So again, that may sound too hopeful, but I want to stop getting to a place where I want to start yeah. getting to a place where I have a little bit more hope, even if it's hurtful. And yeah, I don't know what else to say. I just know we sounded very defeated throughout this whole episode. So, yeah. I think that's it. I know. I mean, because we are defeated in a little, in a sense. We're hopeful that in the end, things will work out. But as of now, all we can do is, like I said, keep them in our prayers. Continue talking about them. Educating, spreading awareness, all of that. And hopefully, 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 somewhere in their heart of hearts, they find some sort of leftover kindness to call for a ceasefire. But until then, we will keep them in our prayers. 
I mean, but it's also one thing to call for a ceasefire. It's another, if they call for a ceasefire, are they actually going to rebuild that area for the Palestinian people or are they just going to rebuild over it? I don't know. But it's just, it's things we have to take into point as well. And it's also- One step at a time, Simone. One step at a time. That's all we can ask for at this point. And it's also like, after that as well, it's like the Palestinians, like we said earlier, that are, that survived this. Are they going to- Actually, that reminds me of an interview I saw where a reporter did ask one of the Israeli administration. So like if like if something happens to Palestine, are they going to like help them rebuild and stuff? And basically, I'm not going to quote, like just to paraphrase, his response was basically they're not responsible for like the rebuilding and all of that. So therein lies your answer. Because they're also, you know, attacking the ones in the West Bank now, arresting more of them or killing them. And now they're also going after also going after other countries. Yes, I saw that. So they're starting to send missiles to Egypt and South Lebanon. And they have nothing, nothing to do with it at this point. I mean, they also declared war with the UN. So and I just I don't I just don't understand how they're able to get away with all this. I really don't. It's just baffling to me. It's because the countries that need to be united are not united. And the opposing party knows that and, t- and are taking advantage of that. Are they? I think, I still think there's an imbalance of power, though. But if enough countries come together and say enough is enough, they're going to be forced to listen, you know? Yeah, we'll see if we come back next week and have that conversation or not. But until then. Keep them in your prayers. Keep educating yourself. Spread awareness. Um, yeah. And remember to take care of yourselves, too. This is a bleak time. And I know... You probably feel guilty just to do everyday mundane daily tasks, but just know that even the people in Palestine do not want you to feel like, to feel burdened by what they're going through. Just keep them in your prayers. Again, spread awareness and take care of yourselves. Yeah, just make sure you're also regulating your own feelings and activities in life, which is something I also need to do. But again, Personally, right now, I just don't feel like it's appropriate for me to try to go out and live my best life knowing all this. It just doesn't sit right with me, personally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Should I even plug our socials? I even feel it's inappropriate to plug our socials. Yeah, so I guess that's it. Okay. I mean, y'all already know I always put them in the description box. So just check there. If you want to know where to follow us on social media. Yeah, please take a look at the resources that we have linked. Um, And if there's any other resources that you come across, please share them with us so that we can share them with everybody. Yeah. Other than that, we'll see you guys later. Okay. Have a good night, evening, wherever you guys are listening to us. And again, free Palestine, free the Congo, and free Sudan. And anywhere else that there's injustice. Yes. Bye. Bye.